Good evening, and welcome to episode 31 of Nightmare Theater, an open book club for nightmares. If you've got a nightmare that you'd like me to read live on air this week or any other week, feel free to send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com. Uh, I had originally planned to have a guest on this week. You may have seen the title earlier when I first uh, created the link, and that would have been AOS Chaos, who I did the uh, Nightmare Disorder interview with. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it uh, at the last minute, but the plan is still the same. We're going to read through the nightmares. Should be a good time, and we have one or two viewer submissions at the end this week as well. So let's just get right into it. This is a nightmare by a user called Quinny is leaving. The post is titled Dear Carcass. The post reads My childhood home, blue black night suffocating the tree line. The lights in the house are on. Every person in my family is there. They're screaming and crying. This is normal. I'm dragging a large deer carcass to the edge of the woods. I don't remember why. It's so heavy. I have to put all my strength into each inch of the ground. Of ground. It's cold. The snow is half melted. Because I, of that, I believe it's my birthday. I see two of my cousins once the trees part. The trails through the wood beginning at the end of the yard. One is older and the other is younger. They're clearly not real. I feel a presence behind me. It breathes loudly and closes off my oxygen. I look and see a spirit of the deer. Its eyes are red. Its corpse begins to shrivel and curl in on itself. The massive antlers melt and crack. I try to keep pulling it. I'm so close, but it doesn't matter. It already knows. It's already found me. My older cousin has a shotgun. He tells me to get on the four-wheeler so we can escape into the woods. I do as he says, and we drive off. My younger cousin is quiet and afraid. I do not know if they're a boy or a girl. They clutch onto the sled, bearing as we speed away. I do not know where we're going. I don't think we'll be safe from it on the other side of the earth, and I'm right. We find a shed, familiar, walk away from the house than it actually is. Sorry, further away from the house than it actually is. We know it is the last night, so we sin. So we break our oaths and forsake our God. We fall into rest. The next morning, the sun hasn't risen. Will it ever again? It doesn't matter. Our time has come. Three figures in the fog, standing on e the other edge of the clearing. They are mirrors of the last three of us. They still stand. We are all afraid. Without the permission of my family, I accept death. I do not wish to keep running. It seems more kind to our souls to give it in sooner. Their mirrors kill them, quickly. Little pain. I await my own end. My mirror does not move. It does not kill me. It laughs. It knows my mind. It knows the truth. I sob and beg. It does not move. It keeps me alive, treading blood. So that was pretty interesting. Um, I, I mean, at first I was thinking it was a nightmare about you know, just environmentalism, maybe like guilt uh, towards, you know, the feeling of being a part of humanity and like the destruction of the environment, that type of thing. Um, but I'm not so sure in hindsight. Um, it seems to be written kind of in a, like a peculiar but interesting way, and I'm not sure what a lot of these things mean. Like what, like maybe the mirrors represent just a feeling of in the end, like like your guilt was so strong that like whatever happened with the deer that you didn't kill yourself you would rather be left alive to continue to suffer uh, at whatever it is but yeah i don't know what it means like treading blood and like 
what the truth is that the mirror knows. It's kind of uh, mysterious, uh, which I appreciate. It's an interesting read. This is a post by a user named historicalpop9942. The post is titled, Nightmare. The post reads, So the dream was starting off pretty normal. I was just sitting on the couch, watching a strange movie. It was very late since it was pitch black outside and no light was on in the house. I suddenly snapped, turning around to the window. That was a few centimeters above my head, and a voice said in my head, Whatever you do, don't look that person in the eyes or face. I had no idea what the voice was referring to, but I somehow knew exactly what I wasn't supposed to look at. I looked uh, th through the window for a few minutes and saw two young men walking from a far heading into the forest. About three more minutes passed, and a family of five walked directly past me. No one looked besides the father. We stared in each other's eyes for a good minute until they kept on walking. When they had walked away, a voice in my head went on and said, That was the person. I responded simply with, I know. Then I woke up. Not a single minute had passed since I made eye contact with that man in my dream. Never felt so scared or afraid of being alone as I was in that very moment. Hmm. You knew, so, okay, you knew exactly what you weren't supposed to look at, but then you looked right at him. And then when the voice comes back to you and says, that was the person, you said, I know. So why did you do it? That's what I'm wondering. I guess that m maybe it just caught you by surprise, although you didn't seem surprised, and you were very calm about it. I wonder what, um, that's that's really eerie. I don't know. I, I feel like I can almost imagine that happening in real life where I had some, you know, like just imagining a premonition of don't talk to the next person that comes through, and then you do, like without even realizing that you're doing it. That's really creepy. I guess part of the, you know, what makes it so creepy is the mystery. When you wake up so soon after having that nightmare and you're not really sure why you weren't supposed to look at him, and here you are awake now, and it's like, well, what's going to happen? Like, you're expecting there to be some consequence, but it didn't happen immediately. That would be just really intense <laughs> and suspenseful. This is a post by a user named Pastel Grave. The post is titled, I've never had a dream like this before. The post reads, I just had a dream. I was in the forest, walking along this path. There is a light post. I stand there as I looked at this kid, young boy wearing long pants and a jacket. As I stared at him, I started to hear breathing, and it became heavier each moment. I kept staring at the kid. I raised with the raised hand to see that it uh, was long black fingers, and each of my fingers made a crackling noise. Not only that I could see the viewpoint of the boys, what he was seeing was a tall, skinny black figure with white, big eyes and a face that looks like a doctor's mask, but there was no mask at all. As I was this tall creature and breathing heavily, I started to walk, and then I started to run after him, running through the forest. My heart started to pound. I heard a noise, but then I woke up. Never had a dream where I was the thing I was afraid of. Interesting. I mean, I would be tempted to take a very direct interpretation of that. You know, there could be some situation in real life where, you know, maybe you feel like, you know, it's kind of interesting as you get older as a guy, you start to notice, especially, you know, like if you're a taller and intimidating looking fellow, you start to notice that the people around you just kind of become more afraid of you. Like, 
you're kind of you kind of become cognizant you know when you're like walking at night that you don't want to like be too threatening to people like you don't want to walk too close behind people and uh I don't know, like like if there's a kid or like a, a female or something and you're like walking, you, you try to like make it clear that you're not a threat, at least I do maybe uh, sometimes, if I'm if I'm paying attention at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know, that, this kind of reminds me of that, like maybe you have some feeling of guilt, not necessarily over walking at night, but you know, maybe some kid looks up to you or something and you feel like you can't really... Uh, make make that happen for them. You can't really be like a role model. It could be something of that nature. Um, now, the fact that you appear as a monster is a whole other thing, right? So I'm not really sure, like like, what that could represent. But interesting nightmare. This is a shorter one. This is a post by A Lello. The post is simply titled Nightmare. The post reads, Tried to get into lucid dreaming. Followed a to-do list. Did this for a couple of weeks, and it felt like I was more conscious in my dreams. Until this nightmare, which I woke up so afraid I didn't want to go back to sleep. The nightmare. So I start off in a shower. Streams of water are falling on me from the shower head. I notice a small window to my left. It's pouring outside with heavy rain. Next, I'm wrapping a big towel across my body, walking down a flight of spiral stairs. At the first floor, there's a living room in front of me. It's slightly lower than where I stand. There's some couches, but what I notice most is a big mirror that covers the entire wall I'm facing. Then, I notice to my left a tall, double wooden door. One is half open, and I can see heavy rain outside. Some of the rain got on the floor through the open door. Then, there's this strange feeling that I'm being watched. I'm looking ahead again to the living room, at the giant wall mirror. This time, there's somebody standing there. Their back is to me, shoulders hunched a bit forward, and I can see the back of their head facing down. Very slowly, they begin to turn their head to the left. Just when their face is about to show, it lunges. In a split second, a giant face is on me. The mouth was wide open, stacked with razor-sharp teeth. I jolt awake. My heart is pounding. I don't want to fall back asleep, because it feels like if I do, I'll go back to the same nightmare and that thing. I haven't felt this scared of a nightmare since I was a kid. Wow. At first I was kind of confused when you said their back was to you, but they're facing a mirror. But if their head is down, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, that's really freaky. It's hard to even interpret that in terms of like what that could mean in your real life. You know, maybe just if you like live alone and you feel like... Maybe you have big windows in your house and you feel like there could be somebody looking through them. Uh, also, I mean, the mirror could be reflective of you or that thing could represent some aspect of yourself that you're trying to hide from. But, I don't know, it sounds just like a really creepy scene in a movie, honestly. And when they sound like actual like horror material that makes me think that the nightmare is less likely to be about something in your life and more likely just to be your brain trying to find a way to scare you but who knows this is a post by a user named unspoken190 the post is titled nightmare that i've remembered for three years the post reads, Hello. I wanted to tell you my nightmare, so hopefully someone can tell me what it means. I am a person that forgets dreams. I will remember a few pieces, but never the entire dream. This nightmare has stuck with me for three years, and I remember most of the details. I had a dream that I was in my garage. It's pretty big, and I was in it by myself. All of a sudden, I was surrounded by workshop shelves, a lot of them. 
I heard a baby crying. I couldn't see it, but it was crying, and somehow I realized the devil is coming from for it. Small plastic cross-shaped crosses just fell in front of me, and I could see a figure at the entrance just looking at me. I'm not really sure if he was holding the baby at the end, or if he just kept looking at me. I kept thinking about this dream a lot from time to time. I don't know what it means. It reminds me of these old, uh, I don't know if they're biblical stories or not, but you hear like a lot of these folklore stories about making a deal with the devil or making a deal with some powerful dark entity and it will come for your firstborn. Now, I don't know, maybe your nightmare could be about you coming for, no, sorry, uh, like maybe uh, your parent made some deal with the devil and you're their firstborn. Maybe you have, maybe you made a deal with the devil yourself and you have nightmares about it coming for your firstborn. Maybe that is, you know, symbolic and it represents that you feel like you gained something unfairly. Uh, I don't know if, again, like this doesn't really need to be interpreted. Um, but it's d definitely very creepy. Um, also, you don't really describe the person standing at the entrance in great detail, so uh, it kind of like remains to be seen like what they actually are, like whether they actually represent the devil. Uh, but yeah, definitely a very creepy nightmare. And also the fact that you mentioned you don't remember your nightmares reminds me that I had a nightmare this week that I meant to share as well. So um, it was actually about giant crabs. And I'm not sure where that came from. Like, I, I really don't know what that could represent, but I was basically in my apartment here on this third floor, and I looked out the window, and below there was a crab that's claws, like, reached pretty much the second story, so not quite where I am. And it uh, entered the building somehow, even though it, it had to, like, teleport through the wall, but it was just the right size to be like in the lobby of the building and then somehow it kept teleporting up through the apartments and it was like filling the rooms completely when it teleported in but i don't know i was just trying to hide from it and the dream ended it okay but then there was multiple giant crabs not really sure what that could mean um didn't have any seafood recently uh not really afraid of crabs but uh yeah i forgot that i had that nightmare this week This is a nightmare by a user named Mama Mashed Potatoes. The post is titled, I just had a horrific nightmare. The post reads, this just happened. I started in my room, my door creaked open, and I looked across the hall into my parents' dark room. I saw my dog being swung around by her tail, by something that was invisible. In a panic, I ran to help her. As soon as I got into the spot where the invisible thing would be standing, I felt this intense fear, and I literally couldn't breathe. I woke up immediately with my chest pounding, catching my breath. That was seriously terrifying. I've never had a nightmare cause such physical, intense effects like that. I feel like I can relate to that one in terms of, you know, just fearing for your pet's safety and like having, you know, I guess parental feelings towards your pet sort of, yeah, and just being concerned of, uh, I think that that's what this nightmare is about ultimately is you feel like you wouldn't be able to help them in a given situation. Um, or you, yeah, you'd be like helpless to, to help them. But yeah, that's definitely just really powerfully disturbing imagery as well. Just like a poltergeist or whatever. And your poor dog is just getting swung around in a circle by their tail and you go to try to help. And then there you are helpless. That's really freaky. This is a post by a user named I eat warm water. The post is titled, Some Dude Who Kept Killing Me Over and Over. The post reads, A few nights ago, I had this nightmare where there was this thing, entity I guess, where every time he came close to you, or you looked at him, you would burst out into blood 
despite you having to look at him. I can't remember what the thing looked like. Once I died or got killed, I would just appear in a random scenario, worrying about my family and wondering if they were all right in the nightmare. I looked outside and saw my dad's face being covered in blood with his head nearly decapitated. I remember it was being strongly detailed and quite disturbing. Damn, I have weird nightmares. That kind of reminds me of this horrible anime that I saw that was, I think it was like from the 90s or something, early 2000s, but it had that style of art. And literally the, like all that was happening was in the scene that I saw, I like walked into the room when someone was watching it. I don't, I don't know what the anime was, but yeah, I walked into the room and literally the whole thing was about this dude who like looks at people and people just explode into blood. I don't know what it was, but yeah, it was like, that was not for me. But I guess I didn't uh, I didn't get a sense of the backstory or anything, so maybe that's not fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just a really creepy um, feeling to come up against almost a godlike entity like that. Uh, just the, the overwhelming difference in power between you and this being where, yeah, just looking at it kills you. It's, it's almost like an SCP. It's just got one of these weird sort of laws of the universe attached to it. Uh, you know, that type of thing is definitely very creepy. And then, I mean, yeah, like I feel like the, the worry about your family is ultimately what this nightmare is about. Um, it's just like a general sense of worry towards your family. I don't think that there is such an entity in real life, but to have it manifest in this way is definitely very creepy. This is a post by a user named Twerpo Bloxius. Hope I got that right. The post is titled, A Messed Up Nightmare I Had About Babies. The post reads, so I basically had many disturbing nightmares growing up. Most commonly, dreams where I was chased by some sort of monster or entity. And sometimes that monster was based on real life fears, like hearing my dad screaming at me and rushing up the staircase, which was something I had in my nightmares several times, except I couldn't see him. And instead, I got a monster. I also dreamed about me entering a dark bathroom and getting killed by an evil doppelganger version of me that appeared out of nowhere with orange flaming eyes, snow white skin, and no clothes, and then it jumped at me with a scream. My most messed up and graphic nightmare has to be the nightmare where I dreamed about somebody taking, talking about a fatal birth defect called Cyclopia. And after I saw this lovely image with hundreds of dead babies with a gruesome and disfiguring birth defect called Harlequin Syndrome hanging, attached to meat hooks in a roof. Hmm. So that post was sort of a little collection of nightmares. Um, we can take a look at some of these dreams that you used to have. So you mentioned that you used to have nightmares oftentimes where you were being chased. So this indicates that you're avoiding some confrontation in real life, uh, either from another person or situation. And you said that you had that more often, I think, when you were a kid. Uh, and the fact that it's a monster makes it harder to interpret, though, because you can't really pin it on one individual that's chasing you or one uh, sort of situation that you could, again, kind of like pin it down on. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then the, the dark bathroom with the doppelganger, that could be some sort of wondering about who you are like it could be some sort of like identity seeking dream the fact that you're being killed by some evil version of yourself um lastly the thing where there's a bunch of dead babies and they're hanging from meat hooks now i'm not entirely sure i don't really have anything for just dead babies in general but i have done a bit of research on nightmares that involve eating babies and they're being hung up on meat hooks which has kind of a similar theme to that but a nightmare where there's a baby being eaten suggests that a lot of hard work could be going to waste or someone is taking the credit for your work and this could be happening in the real world and then your nightmares reflecting it it could also be that you feel that there's a waste of labor that you're helpless to prevent or you feel like you've been wasting time, or generally, 
it could feel like you're just looking at something that's representing the destruction of innocence. Um, yeah, but definitely not a pleasant thing to see. This is a post by a user named Choice Foundation 59. The post is titled Nightmare about a demon watching me from the shadows while he laughs and tries to kill me. The post reads My nightmare began with me walking around a dirt road with only a flashlight to lead me. One point, at one point, my flashlight just disappeared out of my hand. I see glowing red eyes just in front of me, maybe like 15 feet. I walked the other, but another set of eyes was watching me there, too. Then I tried to run into a cornfield. That was a mistake. The corn became hands and grabbed me while the corns choked me to death, but I managed to get out. I fell into a deep hole, and then in the bottom a massive cave with only the moonlight from above to light it. There were hundreds of eyes locked on me, and then the demon finally shows up. He was slender, had a massive grin on his face, sharp hand claws. I tried to run, but he was laughing while he does it. Just before he could grab me, I woke up. I mean, the description of the demon definitely reminds me of Freddy Krueger. Right, that could be uh, like I don't know if you have a fear of Freddy Krueger if you like watched those movies recently, but just the sharp hand with claws and the fact that he's able to exert such control over the dream by like turning the corn into hands and having them choke you, and the fact that he's laughing at you as well. Like, he seems to have. Uh, I feel like this dream could have been partly inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, the other thing that I noticed about this is when you fall into the hole and there are hundreds of eyes locked on you. It kind of reminds me of this other nightmare that I read a few months ago about a person who went into a well to save someone and he was underwater and as he was looking around he was surrounded by statues that appeared to be watching him underwater. And um, now hundreds of eyes are certainly not just statues, but it's taking place kind of in a submerged slash subterranean area. And it whoops, kind of reminded me of that uh, dream, but one thing that it... Uh, like, I interpreted the, the, the guys before, where there were actual statues underwater, as a statue's nightmare. And I feel like I could maybe have this also be partially true for your nightmare with the hundreds of eyes. So. A, a nightmare where you see hundreds of statues that seem to be watching you could mean that um, you fear judgment from others or you view your superiors um, sorry you view others as your superiors or that you have a fear that you're lacking privacy sorry I just stumbled through that for no reason so yeah basically like the hundreds of eyes could represent that you feel like you don't have privacy just to summarize this again or that you, um, again, that the people around you are your superiors and they're judging you. Now, I don't think it really fits in with the rest of the dream, but maybe something interesting to keep in mind when interpreting it on your own. This is a post by a user named Master Leaps. The post is titled, A Nightmare That Almost Suffocated Me. The post reads, I was dreaming about chilling on my bed with dim lights and pure darkness outside. Then, my bed started moving and it shook violently. I was scared, so I dipped. Instead, I couldn't. When I was about to reach my room door, I froze. I was paralyzed. Then, while frozen, I was being pulled under the bed. I couldn't scream. All I could do was watch as I was pulled next to whatever the heck was under my bed, but the closer I got to that thing, the harder I found it to breathe. I got to a point where I was on the verge of passing out, but I woke up scared as hell, almost dying from being suffocated. Anyone else had this? I've had sleep paralysis, but never anything quite like this. When you woke up, did you, like, gasp awake? Um... 
like I wonder if you were sometimes if you're having a nightmare where you find it hard to breathe there could be something obstructing your breathing in the real world and that could be based on the dream content so sometimes you know and you've seen these videos of like cats for example will come up jump on the bed and then if they love you or whatever then they'll come and like snuggle against your mouth and then you wake up unable to breathe <laughs> like this is a is a real phenomenon but also if your dream content for some reason calls for you not to breathe you can actually hold your breath in the nightmare um, so that could be a possible cause for this but there are other ways that i can interpret this interpret this as well so it had two sort of classic freezing things happening so the first is a silent scream because you tried to scream and nothing was coming out so this could mean or this could represent in your dream that in real life you feel like you don't have a voice or you aren't being heard or that you feel helpless or frustrated with some situation and then likewise paralysis or being unable to move which you also experienced in this nightmare could mean that you feel stuck in some situation in real life where there's something about yourself that you're suppressing so they kind of tie into each other. Uh, they intersect at the idea that you're stuck in some situation in real life or you're frustrated. And then I feel like not being able to breathe kind of ties into that as well. Uh, at least like emotionally, maybe even if not thematically, right? So like maybe you just feel like you're being smothered in general by some situation and you just kind of want to get out of it in real life. And I think that that's what this nightmare could represent. This is a post by a user named Eating Foe. The post is titled, Hall of Egress Nightmare. The post reads, Laying in bed, wake up to boyfriend in a bad atmosphere. We went to sleep, mad. No clue why I wake him. Ask what's wrong. Get explanation I don't remember doing. Argue. He strangles me out of pure rage extremely fearful and confused. I wake up in the same situation, but get out of bed and now I think I've got to get out of here ASAP. Struggle to leave the room. Wake boyfriend and he strangles me. I wake up. Attempt escape. Find keys. Accidentally wake boyfriend. He strangles me. 4. Wake up. Find keys. Attempt to fight off boyfriend. Too hard to fight get strangled. 5. Wake up. Take a minute to analyze. Realize I'm dreaming. Take a small bit of control and rationality. Mild panic, but I've been lucid many times. Decide to try to get a car. Managed to make it outside, but didn't make it to the car. So I attempt to run, and I'm captured. This time, it seemed like I chose to restart. Wake up in bed again. Escape to the yard. No use in, in the car, so I try to run away and am captured by random strangers. Hostage situation. I try to fight. 7. Wake up in bed. Captured after escaping home. Taken to a house worth other people. Acts like a cult. Looks like a cult. Run by a large, scary man and old woman. Everything is weird. The people seem animatronic, but some more like robots or just completely brainwashed, attacked for trying to escape and killed. 8. Wake up, captured by cult, convince them I'm one of them, get the old woman alone, attack her, and while on her back, I peel back her shirt to reveal she's human, but her organs are being sustained inside huge bags of liquid. WTF. She tells me she's overcome the brainwashing and warns me of the old man's method of control. She has no escape, but has hope for me. I'm given a kitten? Random. But the old man comes up to me, and it hisses. I tell him, this is what protectors do. He's enraged and attempts to grab the kitten, but I kick him away. Then the kitten does a cute roll and tucks into my neck to cuddle. This was the first comforting moment in the whole dream, and when I started dismantling the chaos in my favor. At this point, I haven't woken up and continue to move through the dream, 
the men leave on a hunt or something, and I eventually bust a window large enough to escape, but the old man returns before I can. I fight him and end up in his grasp, and he tries to inject me with a memory loss liquid needle, and I am struck er sorry, stuck in the forehead, temples, and then thighs. The old woman tells me to fight and not to let it take over. I don't let go of the moment, but I feel like I was about to wake up again, but I am too determined and thrust my hand into the man's nose upward, sending a lot of blood and oddly metallic parts like he had skin on top of robotic parts along with human organs. He's dead. I am then helped by a young woman who I ask if she's human, and she says that she's a robot and not to worry about her, that it's time for me to go. I look to the window, which was just big enough to crawl out of, but something catches my eye. It's a strange purple banana-shaped creature with huge cartoon eyes. Uh, is in a hole where the ceiling meets the wall. It's staring at me like I was a fucked up reality show, and the barrier between TV channels was melting. It ducked back into the shadows, and that's when I woke up to reality. So I think very clearly this nightmare started as being a manifestation of your subconscious not being happy that you had a fight with your boyfriend prior to going to sleep. Um, you had several false awakenings, which just tend to happen when you're very upset about something. Uh, but then it seems that by the end you took you know control of it, you kind of gained lucidity over the dream. And I think in the last half of the dream, you were pretty much just playing around. Like, I think, I, I don't think I need to explain that to you. Like, I've had that as well with nightmares where eventually you kind of, I, n I never become fully lucid, but I'll realize it's semi-lucid and I'll kind of force myself to stay asleep to see what happens in the rest of the nightmare, just to see how the story plays out. Uh, so yeah, I can't fault you for that. But uh, yeah, some funny moments there as well. This is a post by a user named Economy Rise 7113 The post is titled, A Weird Dream I Had. The post reads, The dream started off where I was in some sort of comic book store. I'm looking at these Batman figurines that I used to collect in real life. When my dad walks into the store, he tells me to follow him. He leads me to the back room. The back room is my old high school's auditorium. He gets us a seat, and I see that hundreds of people are on one stage, singing some kind of opera. The music is quite beautiful, and not the slightest bit eerie. The lyrics aren't English, but I understand them somehow. Even it's over, when it's over, the people continue singing. When I leave the room, I notice two things. One. I still hear the music, as if I'm still in the room, and two, instead of being at the back of the store, I'm on the street. I start to leave, but I run into two men. Both of them are wearing black suits. The difference between the two is one is wearing a bowler hat, shorter than me, and has a mustache, while the other one is taller, with a fedora. They walk towards me. I ask if they need something but this is where things get weird. They tear their eyeballs out of their sockets and start running at me. I try to run, but suddenly I got teleported somewhere else. I'm on a wooden platform in a meadow. I'm dressed in a laced tailcoat and waiting for my girlfriend, who's wearing one of those Victorian-era dresses. The singing hasn't stopped either. The weirdest thing is floating in the air is a half dozen hands. These hands are paper white and have long, jagged purple claws. Not nails, claws. I twirl my girlfriend under my arm and try to grab her hand, the one I let go of to twirl her. Because it's a dream, my hand jerks straight up and grabs one of the floating hands. The moment I grab it, still holding my girlfriend's hand and the white hand, I fall through the platform and land in an underground lake. That's when I woke up. I don't really know if it was a nightmare 
but the sheer terror I felt as the two musketeers ripped out their eyes and were trying to kill me has to count for something. That's very interesting. Um, I, yeah, some of those concepts are really cool. Like They almost seem like video game concepts, floating hands, and then you grab them. Some very like deeply like fantastical dark world. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Uh, the one thing, I guess the part that scared you the most, where the guys rip out their eyes, I can try to interpret that. So generally any loss of sight in a nightmare, um, it, like whether it happens to you or whether there's something indicating loss of sight in someone else, um, that would mean that there's some loss of intuition or logic in everyday life, or that there's an opportunity being missed because you're too scared to go for it. That would probably be more if you're the one losing sight in the dream. Um, but I feel like um, if two people are losing their sight and then attacking you, it could indi indicate that you feel that the people that are attacking you are ignorant of something, or they're like basically actively trying to make a bad decision, and then they're attacking you. So like it could be people that you just like disagree with in the real world. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, and people that you think are making a dumb choice in the real world and are also then aggressive towards you about it. Uh, maybe like not respecting their choice, something like that. That's how I would interpret the two guys ripping out their eyes to attack you. And yes, those sirens are in my street. Unfortunately, I live next to an ambulance slash fire station. Always, no matter where I move, I always seem to be next to one. This is a post by Hayden Row 99 The post is titled, Just had the worst nightmare I've had in years. The post reads, It's 6am and I just woke up. It felt way too real, and I almost feel as if I'm supposed to be traumatized. I had a dream that I was downtown, back in my college dorm. I was idling in my car after I hung up with my girlfriend when a man who I thought was a female got into my car without asking. They seemed disturbed and distressed, but appeared to be non-threatening. I turned, shocked, and asked what he was doing, and he said that he was asking for a ride, and I let out a mumble about trying to get away from patrol officers. I took my keys out of the car and slipped away quickly. I panicked and called my mom and ran up to my room across the street from the parking garage. In my room, I was just freaking out because some dangerous men tried stealing my car and could have hurt me. I returned to the garage for some reason later to just return back to my room when I found a very bloody body with a gunshot wound through the right eye of the same man in the car. The incident in this situation made the news, and everyone was talking about it, but no one offered much help. I remember that there were girls who were helping clean up the bloodstains and bugs out of my room, but I couldn't help them. But sorry, but I couldn't help but feel an immense dread from thinking that the man's dead body, feet away from my bed, and the fact that this happened just moments after I left my room. The reason this felt so horrible is because I swear I was 100% convinced this was real, and even questioned reality inside of the dream itself. I couldn't shake the image of the poor man who snuck into my dorm to shoot his own head just lying lifeless on my own room, where I was supposed to be safe. Craziest dream I've had in years for sure. Follow up. This was posted the next day. If anyone is still reading this, I literally had a crazy experience today after having this nightmare. I went to a nature reserve next to a neighborhood, and this complete stranger, he's in his 60s, male and white, I'm 19, male and white, stops by and strikes up a conversation. He was chill at first, but then started talking about crazy fucked up shit, like how his friend died in front of him and how he communicated with God through Morse code in the sky. He told me he was chosen by God to be at the gates of heaven to dictate. He was allowed, and he told me that whoever ended up wronging him 
would often die afterwards. He loved to bring up... Okay, I can't read that part. He asked me where I lived like three times, and it was so hard to get out of that conversation, as I'm pretty passive, and he would insist on perpetuating his stories or walking together. This dude literally had delusions and probably some degree of schizophrenia. I feel terrible for the guy, probably going through a lot, but holy shit was I getting pedo vibes. I used to live in downtown ATL and nothing was as crazy as this experience I had at this quiet, remote park. Dude talked to me for over an hour and I even contemplated just running away, but I just pretended to get call and walked off. I wonder if I'm over-exaggerating, but this experience with my dream might have just been the craziest occurrence of my entire life. Well, it's actually funny. I, I didn't read the follow-up in full. He, he mentioned that I should read this when I reached out to him, but um, yeah, he mentioned that I should check out the follow-up. And actually, after I just read the nightmare, I was going to say, well, sometimes nightmares that seem more vivid than others like some of the most vivid nightmares the ones that feel the most real are thought to be in internet culture anyway they're thought to be premonitory dreams so that means that they're dreams that predict the future or may indicate they might be you might be viewing something that's happening in another part of the world according to internet culture right so that's that was the idea that i was going to suggest and then in the follow-up when he brings up this man who you know, would kill people who, like, wrong him afterwards. You know, I, I don't know if maybe you're seeing a memory of this man or something that he experienced, but that's just certainly a scary thought. Or maybe... I, I, it sounds like he isn't the same guy who was in your car in the nightmare, but very... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how he could be connected is what I'm trying to say, but the connection could be there. And... I'd like to just leave that possibility open. This is a post by a user named Nata Takaizumi. The post is titled, I'm not going to be sleeping for a while tonight. The post reads, You know those vents like you see on chemical buildings where huge jets of steam usually rush out into the sky? You see... The thing is, I'm supposed to be ready today to take my caution to my cousin to Universal for his birthday. Don't get me wrong, I love going there, but after what happened, I can hardly say that the night makes it worth it. In the dream, we were taking the bus instead of the train like we usually would, and we could see cars that were driving ahead of us rushing back the other way. Curious as to what was going on, we had slowed down as well, only to see that the bridge above us that was housing what looked like some sort of power plant or other building had a vent that was blasting into the ceiling. These were people fleeing the scene, and since we were in a bus, we couldn't just hook a U-turn on the highway. So we went through before seeing what happened to the people and cars under the vent's effect. My eyes never gone off the rushing steam, never left the rushing steam, I guess. But the vent itself began to take on what was almost an otherworldly ability, almost bending in such a way as if it looked like it was aiming right at us. Panic had drawn throughout the bus, and it didn't fire until another car was speeding off. That car was blown down to its frame, and the people inside were cooked alive by the steam it had let off. With no other option, we just had sat there, trying to figure a way to reverse out. I was internally having a panic attack, staring directly down the barrel. The noise of the vent was deafening. As we were next to be shot, all I could do was look up at it and accept my fate, and before anything could happen, I woke up. The sound of the vent firing still rang in my ears as if my body felt like it had just been submerged in water. Wow. That's interesting. I don't come across industrial feeling nightmares very often. Uh, I've had a few myself where there's just random pipes everywhere, but it, I haven't also had with chemical spills. 
and that sort of thing coming out of it. Now, I wonder what kind of area you live in. Maybe you live in an industrial area. Maybe you work an industrial job. And this could be a nightmare about some sort of like safety hazard that your subconscious is picking up on in the real world. Um, or even it could be like a flaw in, in the highway because you mentioned that this is a road that you often take. You know, maybe there's like a, b a bunch of potholes in this area or maybe there's an area where there should be guardrails and there isn't, this type of thing, you know. Like maybe you have, you're picking up subconsciously on something that you recognize as a threat. Um, but yeah, really freaky with the, the, the steam and I'm curious to know what sort of chemicals might have been coming out of the vent in the nightmare. Um, I guess we'll never know. But yeah, the people that were just sitting under the vent, I wonder what happened to them before it started blowing out steam. This is a post by a user named Ananova5995. The post is titled, The Head. The post reads, I was with my family, celebrating. We had food and laughs and an amazing time. It was one of those warm, beautiful days. The party was coming to an end, and the guests left in ones, twos, and threes. We cleaned up whatever we could, decided to do the rest. I was tired to my bones. As I was climbing the stairs to my bedroom to sleep, suddenly I realized my eyes were getting too sensitive to the light. The dim, shadowy light falling from the neighbor's veranda's light was also burning my eyes. When I reached my bedroom, despite this burning feeling, I decided to switch on the light, and suddenly I was screaming, writhing, crying in agony. The light burned my eyes. I could hear everyone in the house calling me, someone running up the stairs, but I could not stop screaming. It was as if a thousand hot needles were burning my eyes. Suddenly, I woke up. In my actual bedroom of my house, where I live alone, it was a horrible nightmare. It left me tired and thirsty. My eyes were still half-closed, and I searched for my phone with one hand. That's when my hand touched the head with long hairs. It sent shivers down my spine. Every hair in my body stood up. I, the, my hand had retracted into my body, but that was it. My whole body was paralyzed. I could not dare open my eyes. In my mind, the only thing I could do was take God's name. After a few minutes, I dared to have a peek. Nothing. Slowly, my hands and legs and brain started working. I checked the phone. It was 3 a.m. Decided that I can't sleep like this, so I switched on the lights and now writing this, so I have to go back to sleep, but not to the nightmare. Hmm. Interesting. So I think that we could probably call that a blinding nightmare, at least the first half of it. So a nightmare where you're unable to see uh, could indicate, again, that you have a loss of intuition and logic in everyday life, or you feel like you missed an opportunity because you're too scared to go for it, or you're avoiding facing a harsh truth that you'd rather not deal with. Pay attention to what's actually being blurred. If you're ignoring something in the real world, your subconscious may also be. Now, I don't know what that could be in this case, but it could be that maybe you, it was related to a social function. After lying down after a social function, and then you closed your eyes for a moment, you looked into the light, and all of a sudden your eyes were burning. I wonder if maybe there's like someone toxic at the social function that you don't want to be, you know, catering to when they come over, something like that. Maybe that's a bit of a dramatic interpretation, but... Uh, another thing that happened sort of towards the end of the nightmare is you did have paralysis, or was this in real life? Let me just double check that. Yeah, that. sorry, that was in real life. So that's interesting though that you felt the hairs on a head in real life. That wasn't part of the nightmare. Um, I don't know what that could be. That's really freaky. Like another possibility that I was thinking 
is like maybe you slept over at someone else's house and maybe they have a cat and maybe you're allergic to cats so that could have made your eyes irritated um, and then they kind of got red and then you had a nightmare that your eyes were getting stabbed and then when you reached down and touched some hairy head that was actually the cat <laughs> I don't know, kind of a more innocent interpretation but I guess I'll never really know alright there's one last nightmare from Reddit I wanted to read, and then I would like to read a viewer submission. So this is a post by a user named Adel Bliss. The post is titled, Road Trip Hotel Room Nightmare. The post reads, In 1998, I was eight years living with my family in the state of New Jersey. One summer break, my father wanted to take his young family on a road trip from New Jersey to the surrounding states. It was one of those eastern states, I don't know which, that we stopped to rest in a hotel before continuing the road trip. My father rented a one-bedroom hotel room for us, my parents, me, and my three brothers. That night, my parents were sleeping on the bed with perhaps both of my youngest siblings. My older brother, 10 years old, was sleeping on the floor to the left side of the bed, and I was sleeping on the right side of the bed. The nightmare. It was unlike any nightmare I have experienced in my life. It was a very brief but very intense, and my in-dream perception of how it went in a class of its own as it compares to other nightmares. From where I was on the right side of the bed, I can hear two young girls around my age dressed in white skirts, screaming profusely in panic and utter fear. They were running down the aisle outside the hotel room from a maniac ghost that was running behind them, making a laughter like yee-yee-yee-yee-yeah-yeah. The ghost sound of the ghosts on Casper Cartoon make. Okay, I didn't know that. The ghost was a white, shaped like a bowling pin. I was able to see the shapes of both girls and the ghost running down the aisle while staying where I was, and at the exact same room, or at least that's how the nightmare went. I woke up, lifted my head above the bed where my parents were sleeping to a dark, quiet room, then threw myself back into sleep out of fear. What boggled me as I reflect on the dream was that the context of the dream took place in the exact room I was in. Detail to great length. How did my psyche take a detailed scan of the room I came to know for a short amount of time is beyond me, especially that we must have reached the hotel tired and crashed soon after, as I don't remember playing in the room at all. The little girl's panic and screams of the ghost's laughter was quite frightening, and the fact that I can hear and see all that unfold in the aisle outside the room where I was was strange. I felt like my soul was piercing all this, not my eyes, perceiving all this, not my eyes, sorry. As soon as I was able to grasp far more than what my eyes can see, that said, that kind of perception is not foreign to dream physics. Mm. So, your subconscious stores a lot more information than you realize it does. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that, and also I should mention, that sleeping in an unfamiliar location, you're more likely to have nightmares. And you're likely to have nightmares about that location because that's what you're afraid of, right? Because like sleeping is like when we're at our most vulnerable and often nightmares play on some of the anxieties that we're experiencing. So whenever you're sleeping somewhere new where you're not sure, you know, like I don't know what the closet situation's like here. I don't know like what the locks on the door situation is like. I haven't slept here before. I feel some level of uncertainty. And so it's likely that you're going to dream actually about a place that's new to you, that you're just freshly sleeping in, and also that you're going to have nightmares in general. Now, yeah, again, with your subconscious picking up on some of the things in the room and the level of detail, first of all, you could be creating that level of detail. Um, just, you know, as you mentioned, like dream perception doesn't follow the normal rules, and same with like what happened out in the hallway. And second of all, like you could just have a very good memory, and you could just be picking up on 
some of those things, right? So I think that uh, this is this is totally. I don't think you you need to necessarily chalk this up to a supernatural experience, but uh, yeah, I hope that um, you enjoyed that little interpretation. And hello in the chat. I'm not sure what those messages were about, uh, but hello. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's one more nightmare. That was all the nightmares that I wanted to read from Reddit. But there's one last one that was sent to me by our friend Sadad, who sent multiple nightmares in previously. If you'd like me to read a nightmare on next week's live stream, you can feel free to send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com. Uh, he actually sent me two this week, but I'm going to save one for next week. Because um, they seem... Well, they look long the way they're typed out. Maybe they're not so long, but... Let's see what Sadad sent us. This is, a, this is a post, or an email by Sadad. Sorry. I don't know if it has a title. Okay, the title is The Death Child of a Young Queen. The Death Child of a Young Queen. The email reads, I had a very vivid dream a couple days ago. It was long, so I'll try my best to summarize it. The dream was in an odd world or universe. The dream started with me under the bed. I laid flat stomach and peeked out from under the bed. There were two women. One was a blonde girl in her twenties, and the other had black hair and seemed to be in her thirties, though she still seemed quite youthful. The two women sat in front of me, on some sort of couch. They weren't any ordinary women, though. The blonde woman was a young queen, and the black-haired was her assistant. They were speaking about something. The assistant was reassuring and consoling the queen. It seemed that the queen was pregnant and was soon to have a son. For some reason, it was known or prophesied that her child would come out an evil child. The child that brings an end to the world. The queen began crying, thinking about it and for some reason, the assistant immediately turned her head towards bed. She seemed to sense my presence for some reason. I felt her eyes make contact with mine under the bed. Then she sent something flying at me. She didn't throw it. Rather, it flew from behind her and swept up to me. I don't know what it was. It was some sort of creature, maybe a spirit of some kind. Its body was snake-like and thick, but peach-colored. It had no mouth, though, and I don't remember if it had any ways. It came quickly under the bed and at me. Things then went black, and I opened my eyes to see that I was outside my home, far away from that room and under the bed. It was as if... Sorry. It was as if I was never under that bed physically. As if my mind was there, but my body wasn't. Anyways, I go inside this house, and there was a large gathering of people. Men and women. Thousands of people gathered in this large room, talking amongst each other, moving from place to place. The people started being sorted into groups by some type of leaders in front. I think it was in preparation, army, for that child. I was sorted into this one group in which I recognized an old friend of mine. I hadn't seen him in years. I began crying as I turned to hug him. It seems I truly missed him. Soon after our reunion, the groups assembled, and we all went outside into the dark night and looked up to the sky to see a large baby. The baby still had its umbilical cord attached. It was floating in the night sky its skin glowing the color of a blue moon. His eyes were dark, and his expression was stoic. Then, I woke up and my dream ended. This was such an odd and vivid dream. I mean, the ending kind of reminds me of the end of 2001 Space Odyssey. But you know what? I think that I would definitely call this an apocalypse nightmare. Um, I've actually read a nightmare on Reddit like a long time ago, like six months ago, that was very similar to this one, where there was a, a prophesied like antichrist or some sort of like freakish child to be born to someone that then was going to take over the world and then people were trying to prepare for it. Um, I guess that's sort of a common trope in some 
like stories and in some folklore. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you're just like a fly on the wall, and it's, it's, it almost has kind of an ancient world feel to it, the, the first part of the dream, some ancient prophecy coming true, which I think is probably most likely to be born of some, you know, movie or, or story that you read somewhere. Um, sorry, yeah, but an apocalypse nightmare, which it really is, I think, at its core, uh, is about a big change that's happening in your life. So that's how I, I would interpret that nightmare, is you feel that there's a big change happening in your life. Now, the fact that you're like a fly on the wall listening to it, I mean, that could mean that there are people who are, you know, maybe superior to you, could be your parents, could be, uh, you know, your boss, maybe you overheard some conversation, like, you know, there's going to be layoffs or something like that, and that could indicate, you know, that could represent a big change in your life, and it would be very analogous to what's happening in the nightmare. I don't know if that happened per se, but I feel like that's an interesting possibility. I didn't mute my phone, and I should have. But it doesn't matter at this point, because that is all that we have for this week. Uh, Sadad did send me another nightmare, but I'm going to read it next week, just because it's a bit late, and also it's nice to spread it the viewer submissions a bit, I think. Um, but thanks for coming out. Uh, subscribe and hit the bell and hit the like button would help me out a lot if you haven't already um, yeah this is what we do here uh, I've got some guests planned for the next week unfortunately again my guest fell through this week but next week um, I'm, I'm going to start bringing on guest narrators and we're going to take turns reading uh, some of these nightmares from other small horror channels and next week we'll be joined uh, I believe by Seraphin the Midnight Bard I don't know if you're familiar with his channel, but he does some really good stuff. He's got some really good uh, vibes that he's able to cultivate over there. So I'm pretty excited for that. And then I do have another guest lined up for the week after that. So we're moving things along. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, I'm not doing the presentations anymore. Uh, I think that I've kind of gone over all the topics related to nightmares that I wanted to. But I want to turn this even more into just like sharing nightmares with the community and with each other. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so a bit of a shorter stream tonight. I do start wanna making it like an hour to an hour and a half rather than just an hour. But that's fine. It's a good it's a good hour. Hope you enjoyed. I really enjoyed it myself. And until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.